This is Valerie Moss, original podcast. Today's show is in along the lines of a review, a new book review, and another Calgary author that I personally know. We are discussing her, E.C. Vargas, new book called The God's Chair, book one of the Weaver Chronicles. Constance Varga has become a very dear friend of mine in and out of the dojo. Over the next few episodes, we will get to know her and her book in more detail. And once I read it, I'll likely have her back on to complete all of my new questions. So if you're interested in reading along with me, we are going to start with The God's Chair, Book One, The Weaver's Chronicles by E.C. Varga. This interview isn't like any others that have been recorded in Studio 17, as we paired whiskey and words. We dug deeper into the first book's origin, and I still want to know more. So come along with me and Constance and get to know our banter like old friends in part one. We are pairing Constance's letters from the alphabet on paper from this book with whiskey. Yes, people, whiskey. When I asked Constance, don't you just love her name? What she would like to have in the studio, wine, tea, coffee, she said whiskey. Valerie's Variety Podcast is about reviews, interviews, and my Valerie Moss daily views. It's a story podcast about my life in Calgary, whatever, whenever. This show drops every Tuesday. You can follow me on Instagram at Valerie J. Moss, Pinterest at VJ Moss, and on Facebook at Valerie's Variety Pod. Enjoy part one of three today. Easy Varga, the God's Chair. So when I talked to you and I said, do you drink wine or not? Oh, yes, and you yeah. you said whiskey? I do, yeah. So, this is what I did today. I see this. So oh I went gosh. out and I picked oh, you up. you got a variety. Oh I did. Oh my word, you so are just the sweetest thing. We could just try a few. Okay. And we can have a, a Coke or, or a ginger ale in one of these. Okay, thank you. And then we can just maybe have a little like test, testing <laughs> okay. session. I'm good with and that. And you're not even driving. And nope. neither am I, so nope. this is great. <laughs> so it's all good. So, yeah. yeah, so here's what we all have. Right. Oh, this is cute. some of these at home too. They're so I have gorgeous. Crown Royal. Okay. Tennessee, All right. Jack Daniels, Gibson's Finest, okay. Fireball, oh, which yes, she that's, said, it's, it's quite good. She yeah. said it was good. <laughs> it and is. then I have like our traditional Canadian, Canadian club. club. Excellent. Oh so my goodness. Whatever you'd like to start with. And then we can just kind of repeat the glasses because I didn't have like 10 of everything. But Oh, sure. <laughs> no worries. It is so cute. Having those prior to the interview or after the interview? We're going to have them a little bit churning. Okay, good. 
I'm good with that. Are yes. you good with that? Yeah, I do. I if do. If we get too crazy, then we'll just redo that. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, on that. So which one of these is probably the easiest one for us to start with? Do you think? Well. The Gibsons or the, well, actually, okay, probably what most people's palates are accustomed to is the Jack Daniels. Because I like Carmel. Jack Daniels. Yes, Jack Daniels is lovely. <laughs> you do? Yes, okay. yeah, yeah it is. And then. Gibsons, well, that's just because it's an actual, I don't know, actually, Let if it's Irish or if it's both start with blue. blue. Oh, she's, okay. she's good. I said, okay, I'll start with blue. She is good. Yes. So, do you drink whiskey at all or I do <laughs> okay, uh, good. yeah I drink well I drink Jack Daniels I when I go out I just drink Jack and Coke mm -hmm. and then um, when I get together with my family there's mm -hmm. always a variety so I try everything Wonderful. And my one uncle drinks scotch so I drink yeah. I drink scotch a I'm lot scotch brandy like a Cobo in a glass. Or oh, yeah. Know. Yeah, my grandmother lived to 103 because I think she was fairly well preserved from the two or three shots of that she'd have every single night. Oh, oh my okay, gosh. cognac. Oh, that's Sorry, so cute. she'd have cognac. Cognac, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you can, don't worry Thank about you. this. This can all be washed. So okay. you can set it there if you're comfortable. Or Thank you. you. Towel if it's wet. Such a nice display. And if you Love want it. Coke or ginger ale, you can help yourself. I don't know what you drink with it. I'll probably just sip it a little bit. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's usually what I do too. Yeah, but okay. I, I might just have a little. And there's some something. water there too. Oh, so that's whatever good. you yeah. need. Yeah, I might just have some water too, if that's okay. Absolutely. Yeah, please. All right. Whatever you so, need. I love it. Okay. This would say thank you, by the way. You're welcome. I just want to say thank you. Right. Okay, cheers. Thank you. Okay, today I would like to welcome Constance Varga, a Calgary author. She's the author of my newly signed copy of The God's Chair, book one of The Weaver's Chronicles. I have the pleasure of being taught by Constance and her husband in the dojo. Yes, she's one of my senseis for karate. When I found out she not only can teach a mean karate lesson, but she's an author, like puts the alphabet down on paper in her precise order. I was in awe. She's got a spirit that connects. She's passionate about her writing. Welcome to the show, Constance. Thank you, Valerie. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. To be clear, I haven't read this book yet, but we talked about having Constance on the show, you, to entice me and others to read this little velvet green gem of a paperback. It's next on my list. So tell us, where did the inspiration of your book come from? Well, my husband, your other sensei, yes, uh, he is from the Transylvanian region of Romania, what is nowadays Romania. And uh, obviously, going in all of our visits over there. Um, we would try and take in some of the sights and sounds as well as visiting the numerous family members. And there was one town in particular uh, that my husband, your sensei, <laughs> uh, enjoyed very, very much. And the name of that town is Shegeshvar. And Shegeshvar is the town where a good chunk of book one takes place in. Um, 
This town, uh, I'll give you a very quick little history on it, used to be a central trading point for uh, a lot of Middle Europe in the Middle um, Medieval times. Oh, okay. And yeah, <laughs> and this particular town um, has erected 13 towers, which is just the best number ever, of uh, that represented each family's trade. So tinders, tanners, weavers, tailors, blacksmiths, silversmiths, goldsmiths, wow. fishermen, okay, yeah, yeah. right? And and I was just fascinated by this. Uh, and so it took a couple visits there, and the story just started to develop. I just, I've always wanted to write a book that had the number 13 in it. Oh my gosh, is that <laughs> your favorite number? No. Okay. But I absolutely love it. <laughs> um, yeah, it's pretty much one of my favorite numbers. <laughs> Not the only one, though. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, and that's where the story sort of came about, was, was this idea of these towers, and, um, and because it's Transylvania, everything's mystical and magical over there. I'm, I'm not kidding. It really is. And, yeah, the story just sort of started to develop, and with every subsequent visit... A little more grew, a little more grew, until Sensei Rono commanded that I write a story about it. <laughs> when did that start? Like, how long ago did you start visiting? So, Shagishvar. Shagishvar. Oh, wow. I don't, I, that's the Hungarian, uh, the Hungarian way of saying it. The, the Romanian way, which is probably the more acceptable way nowadays, mm-hmm. is uh, Sigishvara. So not much easier, but no, anyways. it's definitely not easier. <laughs> yeah, no, no, we'll just call it Mike's Town. There you go. Um, I would say probably in early two thousand. We tried to go back like every about couple fifteen of years. years ago ish. Yeah. Wow! Yes, so yeah. this has been brewing in oh, your. Wow imagination for a long time because yes. <laughs> I see the date on here is 2018 so yes. you've been putting like 15 years of thought and passion and yeah commitment into this yes <laughs> thank you yes. yes very much I love the color thank I you. love the cover design and the paper it's like a velvet <laughs> when you first handed this to me in the dojo I was like wow I this is the reason why people still buy paperbacks, like this feeling of your book. Thank it's you. It's the perfect size. It's a little bigger than your traditional pocketbook. Yeah. It's, like, I'm not kidding. It feels like velvet when you touch the front. So we're sitting here. We both have a copy yes. in front of us. Of <laughs> we're this both touching the copies. Yes. <laughs> yeah. We're fondling them. <laughs> yes. And you have chosen, like, a really matte, dark background mm-hmm. with a kind of a nice, highly polished border with this giant spider on the front (laughs) and so when you kind of look at the back it's really mysterious because the font is like barely visible yeah it's barely a shadow (laughs) on this it's magic ink (laughs) it's like magic ink yes like where did this come from like how did you like i knew i read who designed it and who Mm. helped you with that and stuff but it was your vision well, actually, or a combination um, of? it was a combination of. So I'll try and condense this as, as into as short of an explanation as I can. Um, so I, I found the graphic artist, and I, mm-hmm. I was super fortunate. Almost on the first try around, I found a great, great company to work with, TLC Designs, and they're out of um, they're out of Texas. And 
And so I got on the phone, talked to them uh, for um, probably two or three hours. And they said, okay, well, let's see what we can throw together. And you you let us know whether or not you like it. And they they didn't know the story then. And I wasn't even completed the story at that mm-hmm. point. And so they asked me a little bit about it, um, a little bit about my background. Um, and, and obviously my husband's background because he had a lot to do with this. And... And, and they sent me this back. It was the very first try. They sent other ideas. Yeah. And um, and I just, I was in love with it. So what ended up happening was, uh, and this is the part that's hard to sort of condense, but, um, okay, the, the, the spider. This was an original piece of artwork. And I don't know how much you know about graphic artists. I didn't know much I before do. this. Know, you do. Okay. I know lots. So yeah. a lot of times, it's it's um, they take ideas or photographs or stock art or whatever whatever they've been provided with, right? This particular graphic artist took nothing but my words. She, I did they not had send no her starting point. No starting point. Okay. Um, I I sent them some stuff, but in the end, that they didn't need it at all. They just wanted the, the they captured the concept of the idea. Um, like I said, first first go around, um, and this was a piece of work that the uh, graphic artist had had done for a client maybe about ten years prior to me calling Inquiring. on them. Yeah, yeah, okay. And that particular client, uh, and it's original. It, this is her original design. She she made it on her own. Okay, um, so I just want to just give mm-hmm. a little bit of a description yeah. of what we're talking right. about. So when you look at the cover of the book. You are seeing this asparagus green background with a bit of a web. Then you have this beautifully drawn silhouette of a spider. Mm-hmm. And it takes up almost half the, the face of the book. Yes. The middle of the spider has a red kind of a W on it, or maybe exactly. it's a little more specific. No, <laughs> yeah. And the bottom six legs are cut off. The top two legs closest to the face of the spider are angled in towards the title. Mm -hmm. And the spider is black and it's got this ornate white decorative kind of a scroll on it. It's beautiful. Like the book is gorgeous. It is like a coffee table book like Mm -hmm. that you would keep out. It's got I, which I talk about later in my notes, but mm-hmm. it's just just lovely decorated. Thank you. Really beautiful. Thank you. <laughs> so, sorry. So, she designed this spider. She did, yes. A uh, long time ago. Exactly. That particular client, it wasn't what he wanted at the time. Mm. And so, usually... Oh, so it was just in her stash. It was in her stash, but okay. usually when a client isn't happy, she tosses it, tosses the idea over erases it exactly right something told her to hang on to this piece it sat in a file for 10 years <laughs> and then I called her up and we were talking um and and she remembered this piece and she's like oh my gosh this might be exactly what we're looking for and I'll just give a little bit of background on all the intricate swirly designs that are in the spider's legs and the little floral accent pieces that are at the at each corner of the book and then the yes. tapestry. Please do. Mm-hmm. So, um, like even your skew is fancy. <laughs> Thank like you. even the skew, <laughs> sorry, yeah. on the back of the book yes. is like a fancy scrolled I piece. Know. So, 
So I would literature. like to point out that the TLC Graphics and Design um, won an award for this particular cover. Oh my um, gosh! So if you go onto their website, you can you can see it there under the Y. No wonder, section. like no yeah. wonder. <laughs> um, and okay, so just getting back to these little floral accents mm -hmm. and whatnot. So it's Transylvania. So Transylvania used to be at least in the last. Uh, I'm going to embarrass myself here with timelines somewhere in the last couple hundred years, maybe more. Um, to any Hungarians out there, please don't be offended if I don't have this right, but um, used to be Hungarian, sort of like the Hungarians. And which, yes, I know nowadays it's Transylvania, but then it was the Hungarians. And, and any sort of uh, like Hungarian fairy tales or folklore or, or any, any books that were written ages and ages ago, let's say, uh, have a lot of floral detail. Um, it, it, like every chapter will, will, will begin with like intricate flower designs and swirly cues and whatnot, you know, bordering the pages. And, and this was something she didn't know about me. Um, or, or yes, yeah, she didn't know that about Hungarian literature. But she... She had she a feeling. Did. Exactly. So, so all of that intricate artwork is 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 very traditional um and that was just like a bonus i don't even know where she came up with the idea but she did um she was just on a roll that day um and so yeah so when she sent it to me it was it was like bang on right from the get-go and then the spider itself just to say a very quick little piece about that the 13 towers that exist in shegeshvar like i said are, are uh, the homes of the primary trades that traded in that, that uh, city. And um, in my book, each of those homes belongs to a wizard family. Each wizard's craft, or each wizard's magic story is based on their craft, and they have coats of arms. Mm. So for the Weaver family, this spider on the cover is their coat of arms. Oh my right? gosh. So okay. that's why you were right. It does have the W in the middle. It does yeah, have for okay, the Weaver yeah, family. For yeah. the Weavers. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> okay, great. So there you go. I don't know if that helps at all. <laughs> well, I love, I, I mean, I think I love the background of it so much. Thank you. So textured and so much thought, you can tell, was put into that. Thank you. <laughs> so we need to um, fill our glasses. Huh? Yes, I, yeah, we do. So what Constance asked me, I said, do you drink wine? What would you like to have? We can have tea, we can have wine. And she said, whiskey, LOL. And I was like, what? And so she drinks. Yeah. So I was like, okay. So I bought all these like little tasters of whiskey because I didn't know what your flair was. Thank you. And so we're sitting here and we're having like a little glass of Little glass tasters of whiskey, variety of them. So we'll post pictures of it anyways. So. Yes. <laughs> so we're filling our glasses as we go. Wonderful. It's delightful. <laughs> it is. Thank you so much for doing that. The color we talked about, which we mm -hmm. love. Mm -hmm. And let's just introduce the book. So this oh. is book one of, the do we know Con how many? Oh, four. Yes. There's going to be four. Four. So this series, is book yeah. one of four. One of four. And you have a schedule for the other ones yet, um, sort I, of? I do. Yeah. So book two, keeping our fingers crossed, will be ready hopefully just before Christmas. Oh, this year? Yes. That would be a Eeks. marketing joy if yes. it came out by then. 
If not, then it'll be at least before the end of the year of 2019. Yeah. Okay, of 2019. Yes. So why don't you read the back of book one for us? All right. <laughs> you must know ink. it off by... In your magic ink, yes. Mm -hmm. yes. You must know it off by heart. I, I do. I have a bit of a different spiel that I give to people when they ask what the book is about. Turning 16 is tough to navigate for any teenager. For Mike, it'll be tough and then some. His father is getting more forgetful. Hannah, the object of Mike's affection, disappears without a trace. And his dark and extremely odd uncle has shown up to give him some bizarre news. The gist is that Mike has one year left to live. Freely, that is. When he turns 17, he will become a hot commodity on the Transylvania black magic market. In this year of freedom, Mike will have to move to the mysterious land of Transylvania, cure his father somehow, find Hannah, and perfect a lifetime of skills he never knew he had. Most of all, Mike will discover that those monsters under his bed, the stuff dreams, the stuff of dreams do exist. So that sounds really good. I did read that, but... <laughs> so young adult. Yes. Male perspective. Mm -hmm. So why did you go this route? What was... Is it easy to write? Hmm. Males? Young adult male? Like, I don't yes. know. I always I wanted to be the, a boy. You did? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I remember the, the kids from school. Like, I never wanted to be those boys. But. <laughs> yeah, right. No. No, yeah. I never wanted to be those boys either. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's so interesting to me about that. I get asked this question so often. You do? And I wish I had a more brilliant answer. <clears throat> um, I can honestly say probably not that much thought went into it, whether it was boy or girl. Um, I suppose, being that I am the age that I am, um, a lot of the fantasy type stories that I read when I was way young younger, adult. like a hundred years ago. Mm -hmm. um, she looks fantastic, by the way. Yeah. Don't let her humbleness. So does Valerie. No. <laughs> it's the whiskey. If the whiskey it's is the working. Secret. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So funny. It's clouding your vision. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Working for me. No. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, a lot of those books, I don't know if it was just the way that um, society was, were, were, males were the primary characters of that particular genre. Um, obviously, if you read any kind of romance book, like, you know, Sweet Valley High, or I don't even know, I can't, any Harlequin or whatever. Well, what about, like, yeah. Hardy Boys and all that? Oh, like, the, any, okay, yeah. yeah, the Hardy Boys, all the Nancy Drew. All the Nancy awesome. Drew, right? All of awesome those. Awesome reads, awesome right. reads. Um, yeah, I just, I don't know, I guess maybe part of that, uh, that was maybe a part of the reason why, because I just wrote what I was comfortable with. But... Um, well, probably Erno must have some influence. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah. <laughs> I Erno, like. the manly man. <laughs> He's um, so manly. He really is. <laughs> um, he, yes, he did. He did have some influence on that. Absolutely. Uh, Sensei Erno has this secret love of all things Harry Potter. <laughs> so oh, in brother. his mind, always, you know, it went to a a male character, hmm. and. I just, it didn't bother me one way or the other because I knew that throughout the story there were many strong female characters as well. Um, and though in book one, 
Mike, the protagonist of the story, is the, the primary, obviously mm-hmm. the primary character. Mm-hmm. Um, in further books, and even in this one, you'll see that he really can't be what he needs to be without his family without his friends and um he's a charming young 16 year old boy mm-hmm. and and so he has many girls uh, around him friends and yes i saw relatives. a few names in there few well names. hannah exactly. for sure hannah, and, uh, elizabeth. and elizabeth exactly yes. and they play huge roles in um in mike's life uh, huge and and so um i didn't really think about that it was just going to be guy's perspective I just I don't know I just thought about yeah you know this is a good friend group and Mm -hmm. this is how it's gonna go kind of thing um and yeah a little bit is based on the relationship that um my husband and my son have with one another and Hmm. and when you're first starting to write everybody will tell you write what you know right you know, what's familiar about exactly. characters in your world, right? Exactly. Yeah. So um, they say that know. about podcasting too. Yeah, there you podcasts go. what you love about, or podcasts right. who you are, you know, interested in, or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. It's more natural. It is, and so being that I had a son who was close to that, well, he was a little bit younger, but close to that age, um, and obviously a lot of his friends were always around, and. Like I said, when I was younger, I didn't want to be a boy, but I was a tomboy. And so I had a lot of male friends, mm-hmm. a lot, um, mm-hmm. more more than any female friends I ever had. And so it was a world and a subject matter I was a little more comfortable with. Mm-hmm. Um, and Plus, so, it's still a bit mysterious, right? Yeah. So you can kind of write about it and have like this little bit of a mysterious edge because you're sort of sure but you don't know for sure for Mm -hmm. sure yeah exactly (laughs) yeah I kind of like I kind of like that about it well thank you (laughs) so do you have a favorite book that you would recommend like something that's you know or an author if they're one in the same great well I have to admit when I read that particular question to try and prepare myself a little bit I thought oh my gosh the big joke in my family is is that if you ask Connie or Constance Mm -hmm. sometimes known as Connie Um, you know what is your favorite song or uh, what is your favorite food what is your favorite book the answer is always oh that's my favorite oh no that's my favorite depending Uh, on your mood everything's my favorite Um, and so yeah they make a lot of fun of me about that so because you're just super easy going (laughs) thank you (laughs) I try to be Um, and I, I, I do enjoy all genres really I mean there's there's very little I, I don't enjoy reading I just love reading period mm-hmm. um, so I suppose if I had to pick a favorite book one that had a left a lasting impression mm-hmm. let's put it that way um, I love the story I can't honestly remember how well this author wrote but she must have done a good enough job because her book was turned into a movie um, mm. was Lady Hawk and mm. that was written by I should know this Joan D. Ving V-I-N-G-E there you go Um, and you have to have existed in the 80s to know what Lady Hawk is about but let's just say Matthew Broderick that was his first big movie before Ferris Bueller's Day Off (laughs) oh okay all right Um, and Michelle Pfeiffer that was one of her big oh interesting uh, I don't think I've seen that movie oh my gosh it's such a fabulous story Matthew Broderick okay sorry I have to write this down that's all right 
And Michelle Pfeiffer. And Michelle Pfeiffer. And then Rutger Hauer was the other um, main character in that story, who was back then a very, very big actor, right? Big actor, yeah. Yes, yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, uh, yeah, I probably read the book about an embarrassing number of times. So it just times. lingers with you. It does, absolutely. Right. And I loved the storytelling. I, I absolutely loved how it was, yeah, probably the first time I felt like I truly disappeared into another world. Even though it wasn't otherworldly, it was yeah. just in the medieval times, right? It was written in that era. Oh, okay, um, okay. Yeah, mm-hmm. but it still had a fantastical element to it. No, short story, long story, short story, um... Rutger Hauer and Michelle Pfeiffer are in love with one another. It's a love that cannot be. Uh, and he's cursed to be a wolf by night, and she's a hawk by day. And oh. the moment where they could actually see each other is like about a 10-second period where they might be able to touch, uh, but he'll transform as she becomes human right. again and vice versa. So they never ever, they're they're doomed oh, to never actually be together. Yeah. But they travel with each no, other not, during the day. I have not, okay. I'm going to totally read the book. <laughs> that's right. And yeah. and Ferris Bueller, or uh, sorry, uh, Matthew Broderick, that's his, um, he's the comic relief uh, in, in, in all of it. So, um, But I mean, aside from that, truly, I mean, like probably everybody on earth, I love Tolkien. I I could read Lord of the Rings a million times over. Um, and though Tolkien has a very different writing style than, than I do, mm-hmm. um, probably most people would say he was quite wordy and kind of lengthy in his descriptions and whatnot, he still built an amazing empire, world, right? Epic. Yeah, like, yeah, absolutely. Vision. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And then, yeah, I mean, who doesn't like J.K. Rowling? She's spun a fantastically magical tale, mm-hmm. right? Um, Which London's watching right now, by the exactly. way. Yeah. <laughs> Good choice. She's like, Mom, can I watch Harry Potter? Mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, yeah, of course. She's my, she's my lookalike. Um, so, you know, when I'm rich and famous, people will be, oh, J.K. Rowling, you look just like E.C. Varga. Oh, do I? <laughs> <laughs> oh, how flattering. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Do you know how I never get that? No. I have this, like, some of the listeners know, but I have this chameleon look about myself that people just mm. never know recognize me like I mean like never never. I actually don't ever get recognized either ever except for once at the Calgary Stampede about 10 years ago I was mistaken (laughs) for JK Rowling (laughs) oh my god I really was (laughs) yeah (laughs) yep so to this day there's this lovely little English couple who thought they met (laughs) JK Rowling and you're like Yes, would you like me to sign an autograph for you? <laughs> yeah, right. You're so honest, you probably <laughs> would never. I, I didn't even know who they thought I was until the words Harry Potter, you know, was the greatest series ever written came out of their mouths. And I thought, what? I, I didn't even have a chance to say one word to them except as they were backing away, flustered, sweating profusely. And the wife was clicking a thousand pictures. And I was like, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> so I don't know if they caught that I didn't have a British accent. I don't know. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's yeah. so flattering. So. <laughs> it's only it like actually. till recently that people actually are like, "Oh, hey, Valerie, how's it going?" Like before that, they'd be like, "Who are you?" <laughs> like I met you yesterday. Like we had a meeting yesterday. <laughs> well, Anyways, if it makes you feel better, you had a lasting impression on me. Oh, thank you. As the mother of London, our first. The first yes. of your family students in, in our dojo. 
and I always just thought I gotta talk to that lady over there. <laughs> yeah. oh, so there you thank go. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. And I was so pleased that I did. Yes, <laughs> yes. me too. Yeah. Well, and you encouraged me because you said, "Well, I was a certain age, and my daughter yeah. was a certain age when we started karate." And I was like, "Oh my God, that's the same age I don't know. Exactly. Like meant to be. You can do it. Yes." <laughs> I was thinking we should have you read something. Okay. And because we were talking about Transylvania, mm -hmm. I thought maybe we could read the little passage you just wrote to your husband oh. on the inside cover. Okay. Because when I was like, why is Transylvania so famous? Like everybody has this mystical, basically review of it in their minds don't think it actually exists yes <laughs> yeah. and so I kind of like did some googling on it and I'm like well, what the heck is this all about so <laughs> I want to read this little excerpt because I thought it kind of summed up okay. exactly what you said earlier all right so the heart of Romania the home of Bram Stoker's Dracula yes Transylvania is most famous for its Dracula connection but venture into the heart of Romania and you'll find that Transylvania is in fact one of Europe's hidden gems. What's your connection to this besides your husband and now your book? Mm -hmm. And yeah, read your little thank you in here because I thought it was so sweet. Oh, it was like really sweet. Okay. Well, I'm glad you asked me to read this because I actually considered that this should be one of the things I should read out. So thank you oh, for choosing this. Oh, lovely. Yeah, okay, glad great. We on the same uh, mindset there. Okay. To my husband, thank you. Transylvania, your homeland, is truly beautiful and has enough mystery to fill the pages of a thousand books, starting with this one. And thank you for believing I could write because my greeting cards were novels. So you must have wrote stories in all your cards. I did. To your husband. Yes. Oh, this it would take me hours. Melt. <laughs> made me melt. Thank you. So your book is named The God's Chair. Okay. And when you first presented it to me, you're like, "Don't worry, it's not religious." Mm -hmm. So I was like, "Well, what if it is? What if it isn't?" Mm -hmm. Yeah. So tell me a bit about your connotation around the name you settled on. Okay. Um, so and are you religious I, I am i'm i'm a christian and yes part of my dedication is is a biblical passage um and but i but the book itself is just purely fantasy well i mean it's this world but it's fantasy right right um and i mean though i wouldn't be opposed to writing something christian that wasn't what i wanted with this this was just I just wanted to write this awesome story. <laughs> because you did actually, sorry to interrupt you, mm -hmm. but you did actually reference mm -hmm. a passage in I here. did, yes. Okay, yeah. maybe we'll read that and then you can explain. It comes first because my belief is that all, all good things come from the Lord. Okay? Mm -hmm. And so I give thanks to him first before anyone. Otherwise, I'd have zero skill whatsoever. It's, it's all his, right? Um, so, lovely. thank you. Uh, 
I give thanks to the Lord for he is good. His love endures forever. First Chronicles 17 34. the way I was raised, it's the right thing to do. <laughs> right. And that's your faith. That's yeah. in your body. That's what you believe. Exactly. And you just own that. Exactly. But I exactly. love that it's First Chronicles and I love that this is the Weaver's Chronicles. The Chron- I never actually even made that connection. Oh, you did? That is so awesome. No. <laughs> that yeah, is brilliant I'm, that you picked up on that. I love I that. love, well, yeah, I did. Oh, wow. And I, my favorite number is 17. Oh, what a great number. <laughs> so when you're loving the number 13, 13 yes. which in my work, mm-hmm. I work in construction. Yes, 13 so, is. Yeah, we never talk I about it. Know. It's not yeah. even a floor anymore. Mm-hmm. It's nothing. So it's very mysterious to me. So I'm going to do a little more research on, on Yeah. <laughs> but on there, so number 17, and then mm-hmm. 17 times 2 is 34. So I'm like, wow, like this is... Oh. That is got to me is very serendipitous. I like look for not really patterns. I'm not like really like weirded out by it, but I always kind of pick up on number patterns that and just Mm -hmm. connections and purpose. I found it very purposeful Mm -hmm. that you wrote First Chronicles. Agree with all that exactly. It was like Weaver's Chronicles, (laughs) book one, book one. Yes, yes, yeah. So crazy, right? (laughs) That is. I love that. Oh my gosh, you just brought like, okay, I'm having chills. Okay, you just enjoy your chills. I will. So, you read to give thanks to the Lord. Yeah. And you're spiritual. Mm -hmm. And you like to have a purpose. And that was part of the reason behind the title of it. Well, no, actually, the title has nothing to do with what? it. No. And okay, so yeah, I need this more is, information. This now. is why I, I, I always try to say to people, you know, they, they see the, the word God. And even though, like, grammatically, if this book was about God, it would say God's chair, not the God's chair. The, um, you know, uh, what's the right word I'm looking for? Well, it's an, um, it's would a... give you the idea that it's for just a God, a God, not mm-hmm. like God. The God. Yeah, exactly. Right. Um, so, so no, the God's chair, and I have to... I have to give a little bit of a spoiler. What? Alert for this. I do. Okay, so... Is it in book one? No, no, no. It's not in book one. This is this is something... Well, I guess it's not really that big of a spoiler, but... I'm the suspense is building. Spe- okay, all right. So, <laughs> no. so the the God's Chair is is an actual mountain in the Carpathians. Oh, the, my the Carpathians gosh. That, yeah, um, I was reading about it. Uh, yeah, there yeah. you go. In okay. Transylvania. Exactly. It's the main mountain range. Yes, right. exactly. So, I mean, I know it kind of goes off into other countries, too, but yes, that section, that's in there. <laughs> Good for you. I was reading about that. <laughs> I had to learn a lot. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, I'm not super great with geography, but... Um, so that, that section in the Carpathian Mountains... Uh, Okay, the God's Chair exists there. So when you're um, at the mm. base town, which is... It's a ridge. say that strong. It, it is. It's a mountain that has eroded over time to look like, from a distance, like a throne. It looks like a throne. And because it's a mountain, it's a massive throne, right? Oh, my and gosh. So the, yes. The Romanians, Transylvanians, mm-hmm. whoever existed at the time when this mountain was named, mm-hmm. um, gave it the name. God's chair. Uh, God's chair, which I think in Romanian is Scanul Domini. 
I probably said that so wrong. And in Hungarian, I don't know, it's, it's Isten something or other. Um, Are you Hungarian? No, I'm, okay. I'm German slash, I have a little bit of Hungarian slash mm. Danish somewhere in there. Okay, okay, um, okay. But, uh, but Sensei Erno, being that he's from the Transylvanian region of Romania, uh, his entire family heritage is Hungarian because because Transylvania used to belong oh, to yeah, Hungary. Of course. In our lifetime, it belonged to them, right? Mm-hmm. Well, maybe not our lifetime, you and me, but anyone older than us. Yeah. Yes, yes. Um, and so, so this is a destination, okay? So when you um, go there, that's like one of the things to see. Absolutely. It's, okay. it's a beautiful hike, beautiful, mm-hmm. beautiful hike, and it's a wonderful to see from a distance and, you know, great photography um, that can go on there. So... The, the God's Chair, this particular destination, plays an integral part of uh, Mike's journey. Yes. Um, and then every, and yes, we were sort of, you know, questioned. Are you sure you want to have a title that has God in it? Because it might give people the wrong impression. Okay, I'm opening another one of these. And, oh, okay. Which one do you I'll want? just finish this one first. <laughs> Constance Thank told you. me to start with the easier whiskeys. <laughs> so we're moving from... We're moving from Jack Daniels, Tennessee, to... To, well, um, you know... We're drinking them neat. Yeah, (laughs) thank you. (laughs) I'm trying to be neat about it. We won't be feeling neat after all of these samples. We'll be fine. Um, So let's go with... Well, Hmm. let's go... Yeah, let's go Canadian because we're in Canada. We're in Canada talking about Transylvania. Transylvania drinking whiskey, whiskey, which... Is probably more of a Irish Scottish thing? thing. Probably, yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. There's a lot of Irish and Scots. So it's a country. destination. It's a destination. That's... What did you think about part one? Have you seen this beautiful book lining the shelves at chapters? Are you familiar with Transylvania region? Do you know any of these amazing words Constance so beautifully rolls off her tongue as she says some of them, which I can't even repeat? (laughs) Next week, we'll get to know more about the book, the background, and this Calgary author, Constance Varga, E.C. Varga and the God's Chair. Book one of The Weaver's Chronicles. You can purchase and find Constance's books at any chapters. She can also be found there frequently signing books, submersing herself in the fun of the largest bookshelves around like-minded people. We will talk to you next Tuesday. Thanks for listening. My name is Constance Varga, and you can find me at ecvarga.com.